0: there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. As I was thinking about my visit with Heather Ash and how she has dealt with having four special needs children between her and her husband and all the different personalities and all the different needs of each of those children and how that affects the marriage, she offered some tips about how to deal with that in marriage. And I really thought a lot because marriage is hard enough when we are in the best situation But when we have a child with special needs, there can be incredible challenges. Every 42 seconds, there is a divorce in the United States. Pre-pandemic, divorce rates for first marriages were already at 40 to 50 percent. But when we have a child with special needs, the divorce rate was as high as 87 percent. Statistically, the only group that has a higher divorce rate are Navy SEALs. And everywhere in the United States, the divorce rates are rising post-pandemic. The truth is that having a child with special needs is traumatic. And any time we experience trauma, we feel like we receive a sucker punch and we lose our footing for a time. The way we deal with this stress may be different from our spouse. Any stress in one partner or the other impacts the relationship So what's the magic formula for working through the challenges of marriage when we have a child with special needs? It's interesting that the problems are very similar, regardless of whether the special need is autism, learning disabilities, cerebral palsy, or other disabilities, and the problems can be compounded. So there are several things that make marriage in these situations so difficult. One is the financial strain. There are usually additional medical expenses right from birth, and extra caregiving costs are incurred. One parent may need to be home to care for the child, and they may need to give up that income. Another factor is less couple time. There can be less time as a couple because of the extra time needed to care for the child. There can be less discretionary time because of how long each task takes. Even everyday things like going to the grocery store or eating a meal can be a complicated task. There can be extra stress on all the family members as each person is asked to take on part of the caregiving load. Another issue is additional obstacles. Any free time can be swallowed up in the time spent fighting through obstacles such as Heather Ash Burroughs experienced, leaving little time for other needs. There can be challenges fighting with professionals to get proper medical care, insurance coverage, school accommodations, and this can lead to a combative trend that can spread into the relationship of the couple. And that was something that Heather explained, that when you get into that mode of fighting, fighting, fighting for your child, you can end up fighting with your spouse. Another factor is no role models. Many times when we have a child with special needs, we haven't seen anyone else deal with issues that come up for that child, at least close up. In addition, we likely haven't seen anyone role modeling how to deal with marriage issues when our child has special needs. Our own parents' marriage is usually the closest thing we may have that teaches us how to navigate our own relationship. Our parents may not have had a child with special needs, and even if they did, our father and our mother may have had different personalities than our personality or our spouse's personality, and our life situation may be very different. Another factor is expectations of marriage. We usually bring expectations into marriage that are very different from our spouse's, But when we have a special needs child, our expectation of marriage may be at greater odds from one another. When we are the main caregiver at home with our child, we may expect our spouse will come home and give us a break. But when we are the working parent, we may expect that when we come home, our spouse supports us in having time to unwind and relax. When we are dealing with stress and are sleep deprived and depleted, we usually look for someone to blame. We often blame those who are closest to us, are safe. It can feel like we are on opposing teams instead of being teammates. Differing expectations are common in any marriage, but when the demands on us multiply, our expectations usually increase as well. Another thing is dealing with expectations for the child. When we have a child with special needs, we may be in shock. This child may be nothing like we expected. And we may find ourselves facing the loss of the relationship we had hoped to have with this child, such as imagining having a son to play baseball with, or a daughter to play a musical instrument with. We may not have any idea how to deal with this specific disability, nor have any idea of how this will impact our child through his life and how this will impact our own life. I remember Heather saying how she longed for her child to say her name, to call her mom, And when she finally learned how to spell, and she asked her, what is my name? (laughs) Her daughter typed out Heather. (laughs) And she said, I just wanted her to say mom. And so it's interesting how that was an expectation that she had and that we all have. We all can't wait till they (laughs) say our name. Another factor is additional demands on us that can totally dip both physically and emotionally. Our child may not sleep well, may have trouble eating, may have difficulty regulating their emotions with angry outbursts accompanied by hitting, screaming, hurting others, flailing, falling, and hurting themselves. There may be additional medical issues that cause problems. We may experience lack of sleep, lack of time to pursue outside interests, or to enjoy social time with others, and we may feel a lack of meaningful connection with friends, extended family, and with our spouse. We may have trouble regulating our emotions, and we may lack support, which may add to feeling depleted because others don't know how to help, or they don't know that we even need help because we haven't reached out, or maybe they aren't willing or able to help. Another huge factor is guilt. It's common to feel guilt and to blame ourselves when we have a child with special needs. We may wonder, did I do something to cause this disability? Did I not eat enough healthy food when I was pregnant? Was it the Tylenol I took when I was sick during pregnancy? You might say, was it because I was in the military and was exposed to a chemical? Was it because we waited so long to have a child? Even when we do all the recommendations, we can still wonder, did I do something wrong? We may question our decisions after our child is born. Am I dealing with the child's needs appropriately? We may not only judge ourselves for doing things poorly, but we may also feel others judging us for doing it wrong. We may experience medical professionals or teachers at school who judge us. We may feel guilt when we are unable to get the support we need for our child, such as accommodations in school. And we may also judge our spouse as not doing things the way that we think they should. Another challenge in the relationship is a coping mechanism. With denial, we may think there is nothing wrong with our child. We may be in such deep denial that we don't seek out resources nor want to learn what we can do to help our child, thinking instead that they will just be fine. Or maybe somebody else will do it. And this leads to so many issues regarding grief. When we have a child with special needs, we will naturally experience loss. We will mourn the death of a dream. We may have looked forward for years to the day when we would have children. We often have so many dreams for our child long before they were born. We may envision walking our child down the aisle to get married, or watching them continue the family legacy by taking over our business that we built through blood, sweat, and tears. But then when our child is born with a disability, we are confronted with a new reality and with thoughts that our child's life may not be what we had imagined. We begin to realize that things are not going to happen the way we thought, and we can suffer the loss of a dream. I remember Heather talking about when her daughter turned sixteen and she didn't expect that her daughter would be driving at that time but all of a sudden it triggered her and it brought up all the feelings of grief again that she wasn't doing those same things and it made her think about other milestones that her daughter might not go through the same way that a child without special needs would. The grief that we feel when we have a special needs child is like a death because our dreams die for that child and our experiences together Most of us experience the death of certain dreams for our child over time, as our children grow and make different choices than we'd hoped, and that happens for all of us. But for a parent of a child with special needs, the diagnosis may cause the death of a dream all at once, and parents may not be prepared nor have the skills to handle that grief. We all go through the emotions of shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance when we grieve. And just as when a child dies, the couple may each grieve the diagnosis of special needs differently. One may want to talk about their grief, and the other may be in denial. Each may be consumed with their emotions and dealing with their feelings alone. Each may be unable to support the other person in their grief. Often when our emotions are escalated, we are unable to reach out to help the other person, and we may misinterpret things they do. We may judge our partner or attack them. Just as on a team, when teammates fight against each other, it's very difficult to effectively fight their opponent. And when the couple fights with each other, their lack of unity also blocks their ability to overcome. The top reason people state for getting divorced is a lack of commitment at 73%. And the second reason at 56% that people state for getting divorced is arguing too much. And the next is unrealistic expectations at 45%. And so when we're dealing with obstacles, our commitment can weaken. We can argue more and our expectations can be unrealistic. We're in uncharted territory and we need to learn new ways of handling our difficulties as a team. Understanding and getting grief support can be so beneficial. And then when we're ready, we can support each other. We can learn skills to make our relationship a safe haven in times of crisis. And we can learn to operate as a team. All teams have to learn to work together to fight to gain the victory. And the couple that learns to work together can also overcome the obstacles they face and actually strengthen the bonds of their relationship in their adversity. And that's such a glorious thing when you think about this is going to strengthen us. Somehow we're going to get through this. And so I often think about people that have been fighting together in the trenches during war. Nothing brings people closer than fighting together against a common obstacle. So what is needed to keep our marriage thriving when we have a child with special needs? It's the same thing that every marriage needs. To succeed, every marriage must have at least one person who values being married, is committed to and supportive of the other, is unselfish, kind, loving, affectionate, grateful, respectful, patient, flexible, Looking for common interests and has a sense of humor and looking for the positive. And of course, there's nobody that does all those things all the time, but we can work on those things. As couples, we can pray, renew our commitment to working together to find solutions, find a common goal that we can work towards together, and ask our spouse how we can best support them. We can learn about grieving and get support for our individual way of grieving and enable us to support our spouse. The difference in marriage when we have a special needs child is that we may need some hefty doses of each, especially patience, support, and creativity. We need to remember to extend grace to ourselves and to our spouse. And we need to remember to reach out to our spouse and to others for support and maybe join a support group. And lastly, remember to fight for your spouse, not with your spouse. And all of these tips. Have benefited me as I have learned these things and worked on these things and worked on myself to be a better spouse. I have felt blessed and I have felt so many insights that have come to me through the Lord. I could go on and on. (laughs) This is one of my favorite topics. In fact, I am a spiritual relationship coach and this is my favorite topic to talk about. (laughs) And so we'll have to talk later some more on this. I'll let you go now, but thanks again for being with me. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.